Mic check, mic check, one, two, three, mic check. Is this thing on? Okay, 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 I think we're good to go. Let's jump right into it. Top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning, beautiful people. Welcome to the Scoff Chronicles Volume 1. This is your host, Omari White. My friends call me O. Close family members call me Mari. But on your program, you could call me Smooth Guy O. Welcome to a brand new experience like no other. This isn't your typical podcast where we'll be talking about relationships, the evolution of the new household, matriarch, or what today's woman need to be, need to do to keep a man. No, 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 no. If you're looking for that, then I'm sorry to tell you that you tune into the wrong podcast. This podcast is made for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, the aficionados that live and breathe the marriage of this union we love between sports, music, slash entertainment. As your host and face of this experience, you know, the multifaceted jack-of-all-trades who has that keen knowledge in sports and entertainment, I'm here to make this cultural expedition a lit one for the ages. So as we hop on this ride to journey and what's popping right now while pinpointing things to look out for in the near future, I hope you are ready to witness what's about to unfold right before our eyes and our ears. Before we jump into it, let me properly introduce myself. You could call me your black Ron Burgundy because I am one with the people and I'm here to create a vibe you wouldn't be able to find if it slapped you in your face. Oh, whoa. You feel that right away. Wow, that's good. That's good. That's an immediate state of euphoria. I mean, after all, I'm far from a rookie and I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. The man above was so gracious of him to bless me with a multimedia broadcasting and journalism career that spanned over six years and counting writing about and interviewing some of your favorite figures in sports, music, and entertainment. I've been blessed to work for The Source Magazine, Newsweek, Respect Magazine, and 137 p.m. And throughout the years, I've been fortunate to cover NBA All-Star events, World Championship boxing events, live shows, festivals, pre-album release sessions. You name them, I've done it. And when I wasn't doing that, I was outside interviewing some of your favorite figures in sports and music entertainment. A lot of legends, a lot of iconic figures I was able to talk to, you know, familiar names like Ashanti, Cameron, 2 Chains, Dave East, Jadakiss, Fabulous, Moneybag Yo, West Side Gun, Raekwon the Chef, G Herbo, DJ Stretch Armstrong and Bobito Garcia, Biz Burke. Murder on the beats because it's not nice. <laughs> you name them, I was able to talk to them. This even transitioned over to sports. I was able to speak to Carl Anthony Towns, Damian Lillard, Zion Williamson, Aaron Gordon, Pecan Subin, Dwayne Wade, Javante Tink Davis, Canelo Alvarez, Jalen Rose, Terrell Owens. You name them. You, you hear me name these group, these, these group of athletes and 
these sports talents. You could able to Google them and see my name pop up with articles about them. I've been outside for a while, ladies and gents. So I say I have to say, the resume speaks for itself, but I'm not here just to brag to you listeners or try to flex. No, 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 no. I'm not on that type of wave. I'm here to prove to you that you could trust me to be your source of what's lit, what's okay, and what's kitty in culture, sports, and entertainment and music. I'm here to be the voice of those who takes pride in scoffing. After all, this is the Scoff Chronicles. Now, if you're wondering, what in the hell does he mean when he says scoffing? Let me break it down to you. If you look up in the dictionary the word scoff, it means to speak to someone in a scornfully derisive or mocking way. To pretty much sum it up, when you peep a person's bullshit from a mile away, two seconds into the conversation, you get to see who's going to keep up with the BS by letting sarcasm dominate the convo. But if you grew up in the hood of where I'm from, which is Clinton Hill, went to school around the neighborhood like Bishop Lachlan, Bedford Academy, or Benjamin Banneker Academy, the school I graduated from, or was classmates with someone from that hood, then you know we redefine and add our own matcha, our own swag and twist to the word scoff. To scoff in Clinton Hills is to talk that talk if you want to put someone on to what's happening in the hood or to educate an expression that you believe will draw some kind of value to the person listening. Whether you're at Moe's, having a drink, eating good at First NYC, catching up on breakfast at Mike's Diner, or just sipping down some, some margaritas at Habana Outpost. Scoffing around these neck of the woods give you scoffing around these neck of the woods gives you the opportunity to get your chatty patty DNA out freely and give someone the space to express themselves and school people to what is happening in their own little world. So I say that to say, this podcast is to get you, the listeners, to scoff about topics, hot takes, and guest appearances who have things to say on these trending topics regarding the perfect marriage of sports, music, and entertainment to watch out for in the culture alone. So without further ado, welcome, and most importantly, thank you for tuning in. You could have been anywhere in the podcast world, but you're here with me listening to my scoff. Let's jump right into it. And so, knees down for my man. That song, that's a piece to my man. And so, that's a piece for the tan. But I thumb, everything that we planned. So, if I'm not watching Stephen A. spazzing out on first take, I try to dim and dab on a couple of shows that's been coming on Netflix, Hulu, or HBO Max. Some of the shows that have been catching my attention is Power's latest chapter, Force, which is to me starting to pick up. After these past three to two to three episodes, things starting to heat up, and I'm loving, I'm loving, I'm loving the action that's going on right now. Same thing goes for Snowfall, but the show that's been catching my eye, surprisingly, is Peacock's Bel Air reboot. I was never was a fan of, of reboots prior to this actual announcement where Will Smith even co-signed and, and, and gave the thumbs up to do it. Because after all, you can't touch classes like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I'm glad Martin didn't get the reboot treatment as well as the Jamie Foxx because those are just timeless content. But when I was able to watch this new reboot treatment of Bel-Air, I, I got to say I've been deeply impressed. I'm impressed of, of the new dynamics they introduced to to these uh, characters like Carlton, 
how much of an asshole he is to, to, to Will and, and how Hillary, this new Hillary that's being played by Coco Jones is not ditzy and and, and jazz is not just this goofy, goofy clown dude who just scoffed to get attention. I, I'm loving appreciating the authenticity and and the the genuine vibes these characters are just displaying to to the world after each and every episode. I'm really, really appreciating the fact that they're making sure this new Will, who's being played by Jabari Banks, flaunt that fully swagger and authenticity to viewers like me. I've been fortunate to go to HBCU graduate Norfolk State University behold the green and go and some of my some of the dopest dudes that and people I ever met at their schools were from Philly so when you hear lingo like drawn or, or young bull I was fake tickled because it's like damn like this is this is reminding me of when I was back in school like hanging with my Philly balls talking chopping it up and trying to you know cut each other ass of regarding towards you know our favorite teams and everything and on top of the fact i love and appreciate how they keep they make sure will is a hooper my man got a nice form elite real ball player swag and i could appreciate that but what also i'm intrigued about is the fact that jeffrey jeffrey is moving like a og what wheezy said Real G's moving sounds like lasagna. That's Jeffrey right there. The old Jeffrey from the past, very, very, you know, accommodating and very helpful, which is cool. But this new Jeffrey that I'm watching right now, he has this mysterious um, outside mystique to him that, that I just can't wait to see what's going to unfold after each episode plays out. It's something to pay attention to. And shout-outs to Will for, for pretty much introducing the public to the to the battle rap culture when he when he uh casted easy the black easy the block captain on there which is real big for the culture shout outs to him smack you know queen of the rain that whole entire vibe in which is introducing a lot of great figures in the rap rap game that's getting the opportunity to to become a face in in mainstream music and even in entertainment so that's that's huge right there if you haven't been able to check out bel-air's um the new, the new reboot Bel Air on Peacock. I honestly think you should be able to do that. It's it's must see TV. Another show I've been checking out is HBO Max's new show, Winning Times: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Wow, they got one with this show. For those who's unfamiliar with this show, it's about the beginning stages of the LA Lakers dynasties that started from the late seventies to the to the mid to late eighties. Back when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was that guy, you know, that the, the Celtics couldn't be stopped. And one hard-ass elbow to the grills consider a regular foul and you could stay in the game. You know, that old-school era of basketball when there's no blood, no foul. The kind of basketball I love and grew up on. Yes, I'm a 90s baby, don't get me wrong, but each era had what I considered to be that, that the dip set of basketball, you know. You know how dip set just... just kick in the door and just took over and, and, and pretty much ran the rock for, for a nice little time. That's that, that kind of era I appreciate, you know. Each era had those kind of teams. In the late 80s, you had the Detroit Pistons, the bad boy era with Isaiah, Rick Mahorn, uh, Bill, Bill Lambert. In the 90s, I, I grew up watching the, the, the Knicks, 
with Pat Riley, uh, Patrick Ewan, Charles Oakley, Greg Anthony. Every era has that kind of squad. But this Laker crew, which was led by the late great Jerry Buss, who introduced a new era of basketball, forever changed not only in sports, but the culture of Hollywood and the Tinseltown forever. One episode in, I love how they done the cast and cinematography. The way it was shot made me believe that I was in a time capsule and I was able to walk inside the shoes of the life of the young Magic Johnson, Jerry Buss, and even Norm Nixon. Now, that dude who played Norm Nixon, a player that I could honestly say I wasn't too familiar with, I should be ashamed of myself for me being a basketball connoisseur, just let me know that he was that guy. Like It was the swagger, the shit talking, the aura. I don't want to give away the first episode, but son was dripping swag goo, all right? It was perfect how how this actor was portraying Norm Nixon to somebody like myself who who wants to get an idea of who was this intriguing character or this intriguing person who left a huge mark in Laker history. But overall, I can't wait to see how this series pulled back the layers of some of the most amazing moments that occurred during those times in NBA history, you know. The, the, the build-up of this frenemy situation between Magic and Larry Bird, how they, they plan to introduce Isaiah Thomas in that Detroit Piston bad boy era. But mainly, mainly, I cannot wait and see how they will introduce my guy MJ, especially haircut, chain, go earrings MJ, Back in his prime MJ into this series. I say that to say this is much this is a much watched TV you gotta check out if you're a huge Laker and NBA fan. Now, speaking of Lakers in the NBA, oh, oh, oh I got a lot to get off my chest. Oh, oh, oh it's about to get spicy. <laughs> this team, this Lakers team, oh, it's they 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 remixing the word. Shaky right now, and everybody's saying it's a failure, complete disappointment. But for me, I think the perfect word to describe it is a complete debacle. At the rate they're going, Bron Bron is going to be back to Cleveland the minute Bronny Jr. is done playing for a state championship next year. Because after all, Bronny is a junior in high school, so senior year. He got the op- option to, to to declare for the for a school, which I doubt. I could see him going G League, G League bound off rip. But now you asking me why? What makes you make that point? Bron Bron to Cleveland, like I don't get it. The the what do you mean you don't get it? The proof is in the pudding. The play has been horrible. They've been struggling game after game, and they've been injury prone. Injuries has been taking people out left and right and got my man E.D. looking like a human brown paper bag. But honestly, the real corporate to this huge disappointment has to be the GM. I don't know what positional breakdown he got going into the, to this upcoming season from, season from last season, but a light bulb wouldn't flicker if I'm training for attack first, triple-double having point guard when you needed a shooter. That's what really, really was mind-boggling. So let me let me back up before I really go deep into this situation. I got nothing but love for Brody. Russell Rusbrook is 
was named to the all all NBA 75th anniversary team, which is well deserved. He's an MVP caliber guy. He revolutionized the, the way the point guard position is being played. Leave it all out on the floor. Plays with a lot of heart. His numbers show. But a player that caliber doesn't mesh well with a team surrounded with that much all-star power. When the Lakers won it all in the bubble finals, they had the perfect floor general to lead and facilitate that offense. Ronald did what needed to be done, and that is to put the best player in the position to score while creating opportunities for option B, option C, to to have a chance to score whenever the best player on your team is not available to get the ball and score. Russ' style of play isn't made for that kind of set. It interferes with production, not individually, but team-wise. You're not getting anything out of him when he's when he's settling for, for jump shots in which everybody and mother know he can't shoot a damn jump shot into, into the Pacific Ocean. And the proof is just definitely in the pudding. Look at his numbers this year. He's averaging 18, 7, and 7, which on the low is solid numbers if you're a, a KCP or, or or THT, which if in basketball, if you're not familiar with KCP, I'm talking about Condavious Corey Pope, who was traded for Russell Westbrook, or Tell and Horton Tucker, who's coming off the bench for the Lakers, but. That can't be, those numbers can't be the case for a superstar like Russ. When I found out him and the Lakers have agreed to part ways after this season, I felt bad for him because he was put in a position he wasn't going to be his. When I found out him and the Lakers have agreed to part ways after this season, I felt bad for him because he was put in a position he wasn't going to be at his best in the first place. I blame Rob Palenka for that. And, and, and in certain cases, LeBron. Because I've been hearing whispers the fact that LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook to, to, to run the show. But it's that decision is completely backfired, which goes to show you got to let the GM do it, his job and you should do your job as a star player. Get buckets, be the actual ambassador to the franchise, and get your paper. Let let people do what they have to do. You You, you can't be stepping on people's toes. Is the end result of that. So I say that to say, the best teams that could help him remind these trolls of him calling him Russ Brick and, and others violating his legacy of his greatness would be a team that needs to let him run wild, but at the same time have a solid support system consistent of a backup scorer, a solid rebounder, and a young hungry core who's interested to learn how to develop the game from an MVP. And I'm thinking about situations. I'm thinking about scenarios of how it will play out. And my crystal ball is telling me that the best options for him will be teams like Portland. Could team up with an Anthony Anthony Simons and, and that, that nice little young core. Indiana. Where they got another young core who's still trying to put the pieces together. And dare I say, dare I say, the Detroit Pistons. Yes, the, ladies and gentlemen, the Detroit Pistons. Him and Cade Cunningham will be an interesting tan- tandem 
that could give contenders in the East a run for their money. I could see them make some noise when you have a young enforcer such as uh, Isaiah Stewart who's goes to show you he's about that life. Ask LeBron. <laughs> he's a head case, and you need somebody like that who's willing to, to, to leave it out on the floor just like Russ has been doing throughout his career. But enough about the Lakers situation, you know. Playoffs is right around the corner, which means postseason award races are heating up. You got Jokic, Embiid, Giannis making noise in the MVP race. But the place who I'm surprised to see that's on the rise is my guy, Ja Morant. He's what I labeled like the rock of the NBA right now. You remember the golden days of wrestling, which is called the Attitude Era, when the rock was talking his shit for the millions and millions of his fans he's busy calling himself the most electrifying man in sports entertainment well right now that's John Morant this kid has been the most electrifying player to watch out not only because of entertainment purposes after all after all this kid is out of this world he's he's from the Pluto that future is from (laughs) they come from that kind of spectrum but he's leading this this young, exciting squad to, to dubs against top contending teams in the West. He's really making me a fan. He his his matter of fact, his play overall, his the way he's able to take over a game is just real, real, real pleasing to watch. Not only because of the way he's able to be, introduce that superstar status to Memphis. But it's introducing a new era of what Memphis basketball could look like and which could turn to championships coming inside that that realm for the most part. And after all, what made me what much more of a fan of his is is he's about that Casamigos life. If you were able to check out his All-Star Weekend videos when he was turned up in the private jet with his homie and his dad taking shots at the Casamigos, I'm like, yo. I can hang with this kid. Save me a shot, job. When if you listen to this podcast, we gotta link up in Brooklyn. Save me a shot. We could chop it up and keep it copacetic. And by the way, George Cloning, if you listen to this podcast, you better get this man a deal. Yes, George Clooney partially owns the Casamigos brand. He's one of the originators and creators of this this popular liquor that would have people going crazy. So. Hey, George, here's some marketing advice. Sign this, brother. It's only right. <laughs> Watch the sales goes up. But with with Job running wild right now, who pretty much dunked his way in, into the MVP race, if I had to swap one player who's in the running with someone who pretty much was uh, out of it or or should I say elevate, will be LeBron for Steph. Granted, the Warriors are still amongst the top teams in the West, and but they're on a losing streak. I think they lost 8 out of 10. Steph Curry has been struggling. He hasn't been looking like vintage Steph, the Steph Curry that won the MVP at the NBA All-Star game. Like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe he's been too busy promoting his new show on the HBO Max, but my guy got to get back in the lab. He got to get back in the gym. But what I'm so impressed is the fact that LeBron legit is putting the team on his back. Like he's literally living out that, that mantra right now. 
averaging 29, 8, and 6 while shooting 61% from the field. He recently just dropped 56 and 10 on the Warriors in a mid to late must win game this season. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those bandwagon. Oh my gosh, he's doing this his 18th season. Uh, no, I'm not that kind. But I have to give credit when credit is due. Bron Bron is in his bag right now. It's going to be real interesting how he carries the struggling struggling Lakers core, running out the final weeks of the season. But if I have to put my top five NBA candidates right now. It has to be Giannis, Joel Embiid, Jokic, John Morant, and LeBron. Steph, you got some work to do, brother man. You got some work to do. You better, you better come correct because Memphis is coming for you, and they here. Memphis, not that's besides Memphis. Phoenix is out is coming for you. And they and he doing it without without CP3, who's pretty much could be done for the season. They're here. So I say that to say this NBA postseason is going to be a lit one for the ages. So as we're about to wrap up, I need you to do a solid favor. Go on your phones and go on your Instagram. Follow the Scoff Chronicles app. T-H-E-S-C-O-F-F-C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S As well as on Spotify to check out all content related to this podcast We're going to have some dope special guests coming to our shows And to give you a heads up or the kind of vibe they like to bring forth with any DNA We want you to tap into the playlist that they they put together to give you a sneak peek of what to expect for the episode that's going to be coming up when when they appear onto the podcast. So feel free to check it out. We share the content on, on your IG and comment. Scoff for me. I'm your homie. Like, I'm your virtual podcast homie. You let me know how you feel about the podcast. You let me know what needs to be talked about. How you feeling about all these trending topics? And you and, and you never know, bro. You never know, sis. You might just get invited onto the show so we can scoff, talk our shit, and keep it copacetic. Now, lastly, before I let you guys go, go and get a bottle. Go and get a cup. It could be wine, douce, henny, Tito's. Pour yourself a celebratory shot. And cheers. That's, that's cheers. To volume one, down in the books, and many more legendary moments to come. Don't scoff. Take that shot and say less, America. Until next time, y'all stay up, and I'm out. Peace. Nigga, this is my shit. Welcome to the city of God. Pop was the king of New York. Now I'm the nigga in charge. Only the drillers, the city is ours. Found out the option, you pick them apart. I give them my time, so I give them my heart. If the city love me, then they're really a star.